Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome back to the final part of the Doddleston Messages. It has been a journey. <laughs> it's, it's been a four-part journey. It's a four-part journey. We're not quite there yet, but somehow or another, I am going to wrap this up. Because, <laughs> yeah. because we've got to. Uh, I know there is some, a few things that I've left out that I kind of wanted to include, but, you know, we, we've just got to get to the end of this now and we've still, we've still got like so much book left to go otherwise it's going to be seven parts yeah and, and i think four is enough four is enough for any story um but so we left off with the dream that was the, the last dream. thing dream it? yes so you managed to sort of get to the end of the uh like deb's and lucas's sort of relationship if you like mm-hmm. um you see how the, like debs and lucas have got some kind of connection that ken just doesn't have yeah yeah or anyone else doesn't have um and i did mention that they'd been trying to get hold of the society of psychical research yeah yeah so the society of psychical research did come out and 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 see them uh, once, although just once. Uh, well, no, they came out a few times. The first time, Lucas wouldn't speak to them. He, yeah. he wouldn't give them a response. Um, but then I think they they started telling them about uh, the twenty one oh nine aspect of it as well, and the fact that this is going on in different time periods. Mm-hmm. Um, so the SPR were actually interested in maybe talking to 2109. Okay. Uh, so they sent out uh, two guys, John Bucknell and Dave Welsh, or Welch. I'm not entirely sure how that's pronounced. Um, and they uh, came up with the idea that um, if they went into the kitchen and wrote out some questions on the computer 
that Debs, Peter and Ken couldn't see, had no idea what the questions were, then if they got a reply to that, then, you know, there might be some genuinity to it. Yeah. As long as they actually get the questions answered. Yeah. It's a good way of doing it. It, Yeah. And it's fairly foolproof plan. So that's what they did. They came out and uh, they wrote down their questions. They all went out to the pub, the Red Lion, which is just around the corner in the village. Sat there for a few hours. And... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> always bang a microphone every episode, don't we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it makes it real. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is why it's unscripted, unrehearsed. We just go for it. Um, but yeah, uh, the next day... Uh, after they'd gone home, left, uh, they actually did get uh, an answer from 2109. Cryptic as it was, as 2109 always is. But this is the answer. David, more questions than you have... More answers than you have questions. But what are the right questions? A man cannot ask questions if he's unlikely to understand the answers. Yes, you're correct to say that one will not learn without questions, but there is a time to understand and a time to walk blindly. A man with hunger will eat bad fruit and surely die. Was it the fruit that killed this man, or was it the knowledge that the fruit was there for the taking? Do not waste further time by asking if the tree that bears this bad fruit is in front of you. It is better to have no knowledge at all than to have a distorted view of the truth because of your lack of understanding. We, 2109, are not without compassion. But if you continue to disrupt our experiments, then it is likely you will find your destiny. We shall, however, allow one more communication with you so that you may ask your profound questions. We shall answer as you wish. If in terms of physics, then it shall be so. But remember that our limits are set by your own abilities and not ours. There is no one after the man you call Lucas. The chance factor will not recur again in a time span your kind can relate to. Basically, you've only got this one chance to speak to the past. Oh, okay. Now, it is sort of made clear that 2109 is capable of stopping the conversations between them and Lucas or pausing it. They they say that they can pause Lucas's time, although time for them will carry on Mm -hmm. so that when they uh, talk to Lucas again, no time will have passed or, you know, he'll have been asleep for one night, although many weeks or months could have passed in 1985. Like Bernard's watch. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, and that is kind of what they do because Lucas is coming towards the end of his time in his house with his leans boist. Mm. Grosvenor wants to buy his land. He's forcing yeah. his hand. He's told him that he, he's, he's going to get that land. The village is against him now. They all think he's a witch. Mm. In fact, he even travels to Chester looking for Catherine after he gets out of prison and finds that Catherine has been burned as a witch. Uh, Even though records don't show 
of any witch burning in Chester at that time. Mm. So it was more done as a mob thing where, you know, the authorities just kind of looked the other way rather than actual authorities yeah, doing record. it. Yeah, yeah. So it was more of a sort of a, a crowd management, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. She was only young as well, wasn't she? So. Yeah, yeah. But um, Lucas kind of doesn't want uh, Ken Debs and Peter speaking to 2109 either. He thinks they're tricksters and they're not, you know, mm, can't not trusted. Yeah, can't be trusted. And he in, he comes up with this uh, this idea that by placing the computer in the kitchen uh, where the Leams Boyce originally uh, sat when he was given it to given to him, um, he thought that the the line would be clearer and they'd be able to sort of circumvent 2109. But 2109 uh, tells them that that's, that's not true. They, they, they can, they don't even need a screen to see what, uh, what was it they're, they're saying. Um, but yeah, uh, they, they sort of, um, carry on. And even Lucas even starts writing just handwritten notes. They leave this, they leave a pen and paper, a fountain pen and paper uh, next to the computer. Because uh, also, I forget forgot to tell you that they stopped borrowing the school computer by this point. Oh, okay. And they've bought their own BBC Micro and their own printer and that. And but the the poltergeist activity has started targeting the computer. Oh wow! So it like breaks the printer and stuff like, and it, it breaks certain parts of it. So they're having trouble. So they actually. At one point, Lucas even resorts to only having pen and paper to write to them with. Oh, and he just, I don't know how he does it. He writes it down and then leads it on his leams and it appears there for them to read. And, yeah, you, you see just there that, you know, we well, have... And that appears onto the computer on, screen? On the paper. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they leave the paper there and, and Lucas just writes. Um uh, and they, in the meantime, they actually uh, find out Lucas's real name. Oh, they found it. Yeah. Lucas reads, leaves this message to Peter. Uh, Mine friend, that white beast from your time, methinks. Elifal, that be that without light. This isn't translated. There is no translation for this one. <laughs> Elifal be that without light, cherilis done. Yea, you do hath mine call in your book, methinks, my name. If not John, put Tom. You will hath reckoning for mine name. Be also thy thy place, O Peter. How's pray what sayin this book or names and time of year about myself. He's basically saying, you know, you already have the information. Mm. And then he signs it. Love Thomas. Oh, so they look through their little book of names and there's one that really stands out and Thomas Harden. Okay. And Harden is spelt the same as the village where Ken goes to work. Now, in the old days, it wasn't uncommon for people to not have actual surnames, you know? Mm. Like, I mean, uh, 
some people were named after their trade, you know, uh, uh, and some people were named after where they came from. Much like Robin Hood. You remember Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? He called himself Robin of Loxley because he came from yeah. Loxley, Loxley Castle. Well, Thomas might have been Thomas of Harden. Ah, oh, see, I've got a mate whose last name is Carpenter. Right, yeah, so he so, would have been a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his family name would have been after his, their trade. Mm. But they find out Thomas is like... He, Lucas is actually named Thomas... Well, it's pronounced, It's written Howarden, or but pronounced Harden. There's lots of different ways, apparently, back in history that that would have been written. But he still likes to be called Lucas. So okay. get this... Man from the 1500s is the first guy to have an internet username. Yeah. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> wow, that's just blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that is great, isn't it? I absolutely love it. So do we find out why he likes to be called Lucas? Or is it just... Uh, yes, we do. Oh, okay. So In I'm fact, um, it's because when he was a, a young man, or a, a teenager, I guess, a boy... Um, he was living in Bristol at the time Mm -hmm. and he came across a man called Lucas Wainman. Uh, Lucas Wainman left his book on a seat in the park and Thomas picked up his book and was just kind of flicking through it, looking at the words. He was fascinated by words and language and, you know, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he wasn't a dishonest lad. So he he ran after this man and handed it and said, sir, you dropped your book. And he was like, oh, very, thank you very much, kindly lad. You know, uh, did you read any of it? And Thomas was like, yeah, I did. I was, I was, mm. yeah, I was interested by the words on the page. And, and Lucas Wainman actually offered him room and board, uh, and free use of his library of books for him to study with. That's cool. And then when L- Luca or Thomas, young Thomas, had exhausted all the books in Lucas's Lucas Wayman's library. He read the whole library. Yeah, he basically. Well, I don't know how big it was. <laughs> it might have just been a small book, bookshelf. But this Lucas bloke then started borrowing books from the Crown sort of library, mm-hmm. which libraries weren't place to borrow books from back then. Books were chained up on on the shelves. You know, you could go oh, in wow. there and read them, but you couldn't take them out. Okay, so. When he got found for removing books from the library, even though he was taking them back every time, he got put in the pit. Oh, wow. That's a prison sentence. Yeah, and he basically ended up selling everything that he owned to to give Thomas the education in um, Bracenose College in Oxford. Mm. Sold all his stuff and said, I'll be your benefactor. You go to Oxford, make yourself a learned man. All thanks to me. Ah. But Thomas, well, it it says in the history books that he was kicked out of Bracenose College mm-hmm. for um, taking the Pope's name in vain or something like that. I think it was. It was very like anti-Christian, anti-Christianism. But it wasn't. It was, in fact, a time when Henry VIII was going around burning all the churches and creating the Church of England. And Thomas was of old faith, old Catholic faith. So he left and went into hiding because he didn't want to get burned as a 
heretic or anything like that. And he took on Lucas Wainman's name as homage to the man that was his benefactor wow. and hid from the government and Henry VIII and that as Tom, as Lucas Wainman, which is why back here, when we were talking to John, do you remember John, yeah, the yeah. guy from the past? He said, I don't know why Lucas is, I don't know what his real name is. I thought he was Lucas. Oh, so he proper kept that secret. Yeah. So he was in hiding. So, they're, so back there, when they're t- saying, oh, tell me what Lucas's real name is, I can find out about him. Tell us what his real name is. He's going, well, I thought it was Lucas. Yeah, I actually don't know. <laughs> so he fooled his, his close friends as well. Yeah, very close friends. So that is why Lucas preferred to be called Lucas. Hmm. Um, interesting. And anyway... Uh, I want to try and skip through this a little bit because, uh, yeah, computer's broken. So we've only, so yeah. Um, so we start talking to 2109 again. Um, the Riddlers, the Riddlers. Um, and I need to find it exactly where I am. Yeah, okay. So they come back, the SPR come back, because 2109 said that they would allow one more communication with questions from... Yeah, one chance. Yeah. So uh, the SPR come back, and they ask uh, another set of questions. Uh, I think I've got the right. And are the SPR like skeptics or are they just there to prove whether it's real or not? Uh, the SPR are skeptics mostly because they didn't want to know to start off with either. So they were kind of straight away negative about it. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with, with they, they're just talking to the SPR, uh, the SPR, but uh, no, they're talking to 2109 here, but uh, also, and this is quite a valid point really. Um, Debbie gets a dog. Right, okay. She calls it Lucas. Oh, no. You know, just to pay <laughs> tribute to their friend. Um, and they're, they're still talking to 2109, uh, and I think 2109 might have frozen time at this point. For they write to 2109, 2109, forget the fourth form gloom and doom and explain what you want as you are preventing us communicating with our friends. Of what harm is that? We love the fellow and he us. If you wish us to help, please give your analysis of poltergeist phenomena. Beings from your ability should be less moody when confronted with us simple types. A little open communication goes a long way when cooperation is the issue. Dig? Ken Deb. Lucas is a goodly fellow. Pray you write to myself as to your thinking at this time. Oh, he's just putting a little mention to Lucas just in case Lucas can read that. So 21 wrote back and they say, dig, Uh, you are mistaken. We do not speak any gloom and doom, but possibly you refer to the forces that you are yourself have unleashed against our better judgment. It is correct for you to assume that the poltergeist phenomena is present in the communications. 
but we can say very little about this subject as only what you will know already for reasons surely evident to you three poltergeist phenomena as follows surplus kinetic energy projected by either one or more individuals or by storage channels held within buildings and places where strong emotions such as frustration have been felt most common energy centered around an individual Released for many reasons, usually children of ages between 12 and 19, 87.9% girls. Uh, and it goes on about uh, poltergeists and stuff. Uh, and they say, when, thing, when the poltergeist activity cools down, then you may continue as before. Lucas's time will stand still relative to your time so that you may start where you left off. Okay. So they very much have control of this time factor. They can pause Lucas's time while they actually do deal with this, with the SPR and with the poltergeist and all that. Yeah. Sort of thing. So the SPR, they are we still talking about when they wrote uh, questions and Ken and Debs didn't know what they were asking and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Go yeah. Yeah. And we've still got to come back to that at some point. Um. So, hmm. Then, I mean, the 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 couple of messages uh, get framed backwards and forwards. But then, twenty one oh nine, send them a message, a very urgent message, saying, "Ken Deb Peter, we have reason to believe you has Lucas Wayneman's true name. If this is correct, you must say so that we may rectify the problem immediately before it is accepted. You may now continue to write to Lucas to establish your responsibilities." Or experiments and towards a better understanding of time and its forces. They go on to say, "Oh no, he." Uh, they 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 reply to twenty one and I and say, "I uh, hope Lucas will be allowed to write freely. For if you study time, I cannot see what problem there is over names. We would use such information with the greatest tact. How many messages have you edited?" Uh, again, I ask, please explain your problem. I wish to know more of time as well. Because obviously we haven't got a clue what their problem is, you know, just because you know Lucas's real name. What's the problem there? Mm. Once Lucas is clearly with us again, I shall be happy to cooperate fully. Please don't fake a message from him. Ken, 2109, it says in the book, 2109 went crackers at this. <laughs> fake a message? Please, you must understand that we are not here to play games. The problem is greater than we can explain. What with your lack of knowledge, what is a greater problem than placing an unbalanced card on a card tower and watch it collapse with devastating consequences? Even though you may save the ace, you will still have lost the pack. What use is a single card for the game? Oh, I like that analogy. Yeah. Uh... Uh, yeah, so they said, they replied saying, yes, we know his name. And they wrote back within the hour. The tempo's picking up. Oh, if only you had listened. At present, you have two Lucases running around your house. If at any time the two are to meet, we cannot explain the devastation that will erupt within the time continuum. We must stop communication with Lucas one, but we cannot interfere with the other. While we decide what can be done to rectify the problem, you must help be giving us every word uttered by Thomas Harden. 
From the second you received his true name, you must also state how much information you have on this man, everything word for word. Avoid any other com communication you may have with him. Desperation. Be quick. Wow. <laughs> so the <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is a whole can of worms. Um, it gets even worse. You see... Uh, which one was that? Camera problems again. This one's still going. Okay. That's your face cam. Ah, that's no fine. problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> that's all right. Um, so they uh, write back and say, can you get these poltergeists out of the place? Idiot things. I hope you can. Put us back in touch with Lucas so that we can talk freely. Ken. Uh, and they say... At 2109 says, yes, we shall hold back as best we can on the poltergeist. Sorry you find us so unfriendly. So that's now, it seems to be that it's 2109 that's causing the poltergeist activity just from opening this rip through time, I think. Yeah. It's like different realms, dimensions kind yeah. of thing going on. As the man David, ask the man David what he thinks of conjectural tachyons and what are his theories of causality. What answer does he have for its paradox? Cheers, 2109. So that's for the SPR, the Society of uh, Psychical Research, David Welch. They're challenging him to see what he knows about it. Uh, so they write and they say, please give time until experiments shut down. Will we have time to communicate with Lucas once more? I'll telephone David tonight. Remember telephones? Did you use... Did you used to punctuate uh, Lucas's early messages? Play the game information for all, Ken. Now, do you remember I said right at the very start, Lucas's early messages had modern-day punctuation mm. that wasn't really used? It appears that 2109 were altering his messages to try and make it easier for Ken and Debbie to read them. Oh, so they're like the middlemen. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're in complete, complete control at this point. They are, yeah. The reply. Hi, you have left the caps off once more. Such a simple mistake. We are all capable of making mistakes, aren't we? Yes. Telephones, the thing that you may consider advanced communication. If only you could see what is to come. Well, we've already seen what's to come. Computers, you know, mobiles, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, and now, you know, we're into the age of AI as well, which is what I strongly believe this is. Mm -hmm. They're talking to an AI from the future. In your better interest, made slight adjustments to your conversations. So they're admitting that, yes, they made slight adjustments. But please let us call him by his true name, with Thomas. We are not entirely in command of this experiment, so we can only say that communication will cease no earlier than November, not necessarily with Thomas, we see you want some proof for your little comic. Well, we think you should first try to revise on what has already been said. If you tell us who the one is, then we shall give you 100% evidence for the people directly investigating your phenomena. The one is the person, I'm guessing, from 2109 who delivered the Leem's boist to Lucas. 2109 doesn't know this. Oh. 
Okay. <laughs> this is another clip. And to be honest, like further on in here, they start, it seems that 2109 and the one start having little slagging matches between them. And the, they're both over the computer. Yeah, they're they're all speaking over this computer system. You know, so you've got Lucas back in fifteen forty one. You've got nineteen eighty five. You've got two lots of twenty one oh nine all yeah. speaking through this weird time continuum, and it gets very very strange. Am I right in thinking? Wait, they said that there's two Lucases, so Lucas and Thomas. Like the timeline. One Lucas is a dog. <laughs> Yeah, okay. And (laughs) unfortunately, they need to rectify the situation. Oh, no. Dog gets ill. What? Dog gets very, very ill. But the dog's not even doing anything. No, he's just got an unfortunate name that can ruin the balance of the space-time continuum, apparently. Oh, man. The dog gets worse and worse and worse, and eventually... Mm. Yeah, dog is... Up to heaven. Yeah. Oh. So, we might as well uh, skip ahead a little bit. Yeah, that bummed me out. Back to the the Society of Psychical Research, because it's, this is what we really need to concentrate on on this episode. Mm-hmm. And they've been there the whole time. They're still there. They, no, they haven't been there. They just get called back in. Um when 2109 says, right, we can, we can carry on now. Mm-hmm. Um, and my good fellow, Ken, you asked of the one from 2109. He said many nonsensical things to me and was boasting as of his power somewhat. But before I could offer him a seat, he had already gone. He said that we will write that he will write my book and we were not to speak to 2109 for they are taunters that only want to force their thoughts onto us but I can't square with talk from a man that looks green and is a time voyager. What do you think? I'm confused, and you ask why you speak with these persons, because there is no need. Please speak only with your poor fellow wretched Thomas, not with these jabbering 2109, in case you may be taken to be insane. Thomas. <laughs> That's what Thomas says about it all. Um, but in any case it's 2109 that the SPR are interested in. And Mm -hmm. so they come back and they do this blind experiment. They basically write out 10 questions to turn the screen off, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they leave it only for 10 minutes. And then they delete all of the questions so that nobody has had a chance to see them apart from the two blokes. Okay. David Welch and uh, is it John Cummings, I think, or something? Um, and they get a reply from 2109. Well, it's like a day later. 2109 sends a reply. David, John. David, you interfere with communication. Next time you decide to perform your little experiment, you must be clear from here. We suggest you try someone else to sit with Debbie. Yes, we are what you would call a tachyon universe, but your understanding is incorrect. We ask nothing more of you than to carry on as you would prefer. We will have John present if given choice, or you may bring another, as mentioned. No, it is no concern to us that this is not proved. We will give you a plotting of a star next time. 
We move at a speed so that we cover every point in your time and universe. We have no form. We feed of a neat energy, and you will not have heard of it. 2109. Mm. This is proving my theory that they're an AI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we, yeah, mm-hmm. we cover every point in your time and universe. We have no form. We feed of a neat energy you won't have heard of. Yeah, the clues are pointing to it. Yeah. Everything is pointing towards this being an actual computer that's speaking to them. And then here, they just get a weird message that is 2109, and then it's just got random numbers, irrecoverable, state, reason for your pretext, state, what prerequisite you intend, state, logical explanation for intrusive behavior upon 1985, this is not your concern, request, comlink, 62, plot channel, 452.95 request answer immediately fed awaiting reasons for delay mm. this is when they start trying to speak with the one that you know? sounds like ai kind of coding yeah in a way. yeah um so yeah that i mean uh they they write back saying if it be in our powers to do so and you and we do not lose our minds or souls or bodies to you Oh, oh no, what was it? Oh, yeah, that's right. 2109, could you solve these for David, please? I think that the largest primest number we know is 2 to the power of 2160911 to 1. Can you give a larger prime number of the same type and a larger prime number of a different composition? Fermat thought that the equation x to the n equals y to the n plus 2 to the n could not be written if x, y, z, and n are all whole numbers and n is at least three. Can you give a solution or when will we will prove that the answer is possible? So these are unknown maths questions mm. that they're writing to 2109 to, you know, to find out if they genuinely can know the answers. And they say, Dave, yes, both questions can be answered. One directly, the other requires an understanding of a new conversion formula. Before we tell you, do you swear to grant us our wish? And they write, if it be in our powers to do so, and that we do not lose our minds, bodies, or souls to you. <laughs> and Crayon wrote back, then let the man who is willing to lose these step forward. <laughs> so they write, to lose your soul is to lose all, but surely this would not bother David. Call our bluff. So they're quite a taunting bunch, this AI. Yeah. So they say, answer either yes or no. You asked a question, we answered it. Your turn if we are to answer. Question, if we are to answer questions again, do you want the answer? And 2109 reply your mind is half made up i hope you don't think we're laughing at you now that would annoy you we'll catch the bullets before you can even pull the trigger lots of love 2109 they're just taunting them saying yeah. we've got we've got the answers you can't have them because you haven't lived long enough through time for for it to be viable it would alter 2109's history if they were to answer the questions that the spr were Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes back to the butterfly effect. Yeah, kind of exactly. Yeah, what happens? You change the past; it changes the present and the future. And yeah, so what twenty one oh nine I think is worried about is that by putting them in um, in the situation where they can talk to Lucas, if it's not done carefully, twenty one oh nine might be erased from existence. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, anyway, uh, the SPR wants to know... Um, if they could write messages without using a screen mm-hmm. so that nobody can see, you know, because they, they, they come up with all sorts of like reasons that could debunk it. Microphones in the room, a camera somewhere in the room, looking at the computer screen. So they peep, they can see what it is. They even come up with this theory that they've, rewired the earth wire on the plug socket to be a data wire to another computer where they can send the, you know, it, it's mm. just absolutely stupid what they're doing. Um, but tw- uh, either way, uh, the SPR, they, they send out increasingly weird people that may or may not even actually work for them. Okay. And they, they, they don't find anything. They don't even write an official report. Really? Yeah, they, they, they're they useless. They're absolutely useless. Um, but they have got the ability to write messages of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and there is a few messages going backwards and forwards between them and... and um, uh, between, between them. Uh, and at one point... 2109 comes back with Ken just tell John that someone disrupted the communication by coming too close to the computer when it was in operations get the other computer and we will speak to your psychabillies no point otherwise Thomas will speak later so I mean really we can sort of fast forward all this because they're um there's no they, they don't find anything and I think it's probably more wise to focus on what uh, 2109 wants to do. Um, so at this point, are the SPR just kind of like, no, nah, it's not really anything, whatever, we're not interested, and they go? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, Which is weird because of all the activity and how can you explain messages being written on paper yeah exactly yeah yeah okay which is still happening throughout this um i'm just trying to find uh where they actually make a request yeah here we go right so 2109 eventually after backwards and forwards with the spr mm-hmm. the spr just go off and just like we we don't know so, eventually, 2109 comes back with Ken, Deb, Peter, hello. Uh, do you feel that you are ready to continue communications? Have you heard anything from the media? Uh, so they say, no, not really. Um, and they say, oh, are you able to delay, uh, you know, freeze Lucas's time a little more? And 2109 says, yes, we can delay it further say another month if you like, as you will have very little time with Lucas when he does return. Because Lucas has got to be out of his house in like a week. Okay. Um, They're on precious time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And they say, it's important to point out that if you invite anyone to research the communications, then once they have started, you cannot decide they are of no importance. And also, you must realise that they have only one of two conclusions that they can reach. Our own communication with you has little importance, therefore we shall be around for the next two days, only to answer any more of your questions, and then shall await this return. 
You need everyone and no one. That is to say that people will come and people will stay away from them for the benefit is to be gained by all who you meet. And they're just garbling a little bit there. But anyway, uh, they eventually request to speak to a man. Oh, I believe his name is Gary Rowe. And they say, you may phone him at the number below and invite him to talk with you. When he comes, show him this and ask him what he makes of it. Peter must do the telephoning. It's a real number in North Wales. Tell him that you got the number from a UFO enthusiast, 2109. Now, what they do is they send a message with the instruction that Ken should print it out and without looking at it, fold it up, put it into an envelope and present it to this man, Gary Rowe. Okay. So they, they call him, they set up a meeting and they go and meet with him at a pub. Peter gives him the envelope. He walks over the other side of the room. He opens the envelope and he's not particularly happy about it. He doesn't like what it says. Oh, okay. Uh, but he does agree to come and uh, speak with 2109. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, hang on. Uh, da, 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 da. So twenty one oh nine have requested to speak to Gary specifically. Don't yes, um, and then after that, they write to twenty one oh nine saying, "Mr. Gary Rowe came yesterday, and I think he was disappointed with the results. Like us, where were you? But I'm sure you had your reasons. I don't suppose you might tell us what they are, though." So his first visit to the house when he tried to actually speak to 2109 didn't go very well um well they didn't reply or they just it just didn't amount to anything or uh, not clear they well they reply hello there are questions to be asked and there are questions to be answered his company powerful but not limitless we are there are reasons behind motives and motive and motive is therefore reasonable to the man and the self. The experiment will continue without Thomas for the time being. We shall watch and react accordingly in the vertical plane. Mm. This is what the book's called. Greetings, Gary Rowe. Your move. We are here only to aid the experiment. We mean you and your kind no harm. Um... Gary wanted to leave a sealed envelope on the computer. And so they asked if 2109 needed the contents typing up. Apparently not. Uh, Debbie, you may read the following. Do not speak on phone. Gary, there is no need for the envelope to be opened, but we will need to have a second opinion of the contents as required. We will make no comments on the contents. It seems that this is slightly unpredicted. However, we will not show it to anyone who is not unauthorized. This you may not understand. It would be easier to put your computer into Edward Star. Whatever when you write to us, though geographical location is usually essential, please state your reasons for the conclusions reached. We shall answer as required and you shall have the envelope untamped. But please wait as your statements require an answer of the same we may remind you that we have seen some of your handiwork. 
Canada, 2109. So they're talking to Gary, and obviously we can only see some of it. Gary is a ufologist, mm-hmm. and it looks like 2109 is sort of maybe hinting that they are also in control of some of the UFO phenomena that he's been researching. Okay. Back in the 80s. Yeah, a link. And I suppose Gary would know the kind of words that they're using and the stuff they're talking about because it's his subject matter that he specialises in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they end up writing to 2109 saying, Gary's very disappointed. He says that you have six days to come up with a direct answer to the direct questions he has posed or else he'll give up. Mm, Gary's calling the shots now. Yeah, Gary. Because, I mean, 2109 wanted to speak to Gary, so why they wouldn't give him the answers that he's looking for, I don't know. But we don't even know what questions Gary asked. It's all very cryptic. And from what I understand, Gary Gary just sort of drifts off into the ether. You know, he he has his little conversation with 2109, and he just goes, he disappears into the night. And they never see him again. But he does come online into forums about the mm-hmm. um, Doddleston messages, and he defends it very vehemently, saying this is tr- absolute true. Just, ah, you know, believe yeah. it. This this happened. Don't listen to the SPR. Yeah. This is real. This is how I can't tell you what it's all about, but it's a very real thing. So, I mean, he's giving credibility to this entire book, really. Um, but anyway, we'll, uh, I think that's Gary Rowe there in that picture. Oh yeah. Uh, so anyway, that happens and then they are left with their last, their final few days speaking to Thomas. Mm. We're coming to the end now. And eventually Thomas... Oh, Lucas, as we know him. We know him as Lucas. Let's still call him Lucas. I, li- I like Luke. And he liked Lucas. It's, you know, the first internet username ever created, so <laughs> why not? And he writes, My brother Ken, I thank you for your words. They have given me base upon which to understand the leans. I will now tell you about what you might call an antic. Catherine was sleeping in the chimney seat. So I went over to pick her up and carry her to bed when I saw a green light shining from the walls of my chimney. And from this light stepped what I thought was the devil himself. I never feared for my soul so much in my life, but so afraid was I that I couldn't move away from this strange messenger. He said, fear not, good Thomas. You are a star to be a great man. If you do not have fear, but keep your faith strong. Then after other words, which I do confess were not like devil talk, he was gone, leaving the leams, which appeared to be the same as your computer. I immediately woke Catherine, but she didn't see the leams, nor hear me speak with the metaphysical person. But she said, you silly Thomas, we're in in your dreams, now don't frighten me with your disturbed thoughts. So to mope I did, for there shone the leams, but Catherine saw it not. I was so worried for my sanity that I spoke the Lord's Prayer all night, but I would not go, but sat with glee unseen by all by myself. Then two days afterwards, Catherine was singing in the chimney by the fire, and the leams I saw that her words appeared on it, 
So when Catherine went walking, I tried verses myself and other words and gained knowledge about the leams. Do you want to know more about the leams? Yes, please. Well, this confirms our theory that didn't actually write on it. He just spoke the words and they appeared Mm. on the screen, this ethereal screen that he's got around his fireplace. No keyboard for Lucas. No keyboard. No, he doesn't know how to use it. Um, So he's basically got a computer that when he speaks, it writes for him. I mean, we have that capability today, but not on a BBC micro from 1985, and certainly not on a ghostly micro in 1541. The 2109 would have that. They would have that, yes. They would have probably the capability of fitting that to a BBC micro as well. Mm. Yeah. He then writes, Brother Ken and and favourite fellow, I shall tell you more of the leams, as this is your desire. I cannot remember the name of the verse I received, but it was a ditty for a young child, and it was easy to sing, though I can't put it into paper. It was something about the high stars at night. After I was familiar with the leams, I asked why it was there, and that was when the words I showed you on paper came. I think now they were from 2109. I was so shocked by this that I thought it was communication with the devil by this device. I made a promise not to allow myself to be damned by such madness, but it wouldn't go away, though no one saw it. After this, I was haunted in my sleep by strange dreams, and all day devils turned my house upside down, scaring Catherine. So I went to the Leams and asked it why I wanted it. To, asked why it wanted to bring such fear into my house. Then I think you wrote, and all was still. Yes, Pennant is rector, though Cowley is past... Oh, I think they ask him about some people in his time. Um, And... Yeah. Debbie writes back, Thomas, my goodly brother, when do you think you are to go to Oxenford? We will miss you very much. How will you go? Will it be on a horse or ship, pray? How is your cook? Will she go with you, pray? Do you have any animals left? Tell tell more, goodly Thomas. Love, Debbie. Uh, now, I'm going to very, very quickly touch on this, but Debbie actually um, has another dream where she goes back uh, into... I, I, I'm not going to read it because uh, it's quite long. And we've already covered a lot of time. Um, but he, she dreams about going back and helping him catch his chickens okay. so he can sell them on because he's got to leave his land. Um, but because she's kind of a ghost in his time, all his animals are just frightened of her. Mm-hmm. So she can't actually help him catch the chickens because they were just running away double fast. Um he writes back saying, my true fellows and sweet maid, Grosner has said that Thomas must go. I know it is for the best because the people of Doddleston are very wary of me. Grosner says they will burn my old farmhouse down. Why, the pictures are burned. And that, except for him, all the village despises me. At least that is his view. It is good to know that all will change and there are true men to follow like Ken and Peter through 400 ye- though 400 years is a long time and there is much to happen to mankind. 
It is sad that men must learn righteousness from their ugly ways, believing that they have to look for truth in ruthlessness and never follow a path that is for truth. I pray for my fellows at night that they are never imprisoned because of their love for their brother Thomas. Um, so they've had to say goodbye the, to this, this is pretty much the, one of the final messages, yeah. Um, I say, woe to all you men who are not true, for you are marked by God. He will not have your company, but you will walk with the beasts of Tartus, hell forevermore. Yes, you have no worth in this life. Know that I mustn't sorrow, for I cannot put these feelings to paper. But you must know that I weep, and I am emotional. I find it hard to write. Perhaps you will come to Oxford now. I think there is no danger for me there. For I hear the king is very sick, and all is quiet in the church. I shall go by boat from Chester to Bristol. There I will buy a horse, for mine will not go on a boat, as it is scared of the water, as it is scared of fives, horse sickness. Uh, I also weep for him. I shall try to make my stay at Bracenose, though I know I was expelled many years ago. I will write my book about my brothers and maid, and the end of Lucas, and the, the little puppy, uh, and our love for each other. See, Aww. he was very woeful when little Lucas the puppy died. Aww. One day you will all sit down at my table for wine and meat by the river in Oxford, where we shall read each other's books and laugh, and we shall speak of truth and good men, watching Oxford change together forevermore. In your time my book is old, but I shall not go to my God until it is written, and then we will be truly embraced. My love to you and all, I shall await you in Oxford. Thomas Harden. And the last thing they said to him, Oh no, his last communication was just a, like a poem. Ken Deb Peter, true are the nightmares of those that fear. That you fear will be your reality if you let it believe in yourselves. Safe are the bodies of the silent world. As long as your kind cannot penetrate our world, we are safe. Turn, pretty flower, turn towards the sun, for you shall grow and sow, but the flower reaches too high and withers in the burning light. Knowledge will be your progress, but your kind are coming close to getting their fingers burned. Indirectly, you may prevent this. Oh, this might be from 2109, actually. Get out your, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is, yeah. Get out your bricks. Get out. Get ready to build. Write the book. Pussycat, pussycat went to London to seek fame and fortune. See, I told you it was 2109 that wrote all that. The cat went to visit the queen, but instead frightened a little mouse under the chair. See, that's what I was talking about earlier. Ultimately, London will be a significant place. Stick to your main aims. It doesn't matter how hard they seem to get. Do not be distracted by that tiny mouse that has a deceiving charm. Faith not, must not be lost. You still rely on each other's face. faith. There is another person to come. They will be the help we need. You will not know them when they come. Thomas did eventually write his book and soon died. Shortly after, he placed it in a secure place. The book. Okay. I shouldn't, it shouldn't take too many years to find it, though he wrote it in Latin with the help of a friend that he met in Oxford. The inscription reads, Me writes this in the hope that mine fellows will one day find this book. Then may our lands be not so distant. We will finish now, and you will have a lot of work to do. There is no need for you to write back as well. We have gone. 
Thank you for your cooperation. 2109. That's the last message. And that is it. Wow. What a story. There is nothing like that. So, there you go. I mean, you can see why I find it so compelling. The amount I've had to leave out of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've done as deep a dive as I can. We've gone well over time again. Um, this one's an hour long now, coming up to, by the time we put it to the paranormality scale, it will be an hour. But that is that is the final part. That's the Doddleston message. But I hope you've all enjoyed it. We're all... I've really enjoyed it. And yeah. for me... I, to be honest, I... It's got to be like nine point something on the paranormality scale. Yeah, nine is a minimum. Nine, an absolute minimum. I mean, like I said, I, I, I have been so compelled with this ever since I first heard of it back mm-hmm. in 1996 on um, whatever the program was called. BBC program. Yeah, the BBC, Out of This World, I think That's it was called. The one. That's the one. Um, but they did such a bad, bad job of explaining it, mm-hmm. you know? And I've been so compelled. I'm so glad that I've got a chance to read this book. I'm going 9.5. 9.5? There's the highest one yet. I feel like for me to give it a 9.5, I need to now borrow this book and read it myself. That is all yours, (laughs) mate. I'm going to read it. Just take them post-it notes out and have a little go yourself. But I think you've done a fantastic job reading that, especially the Latin parts and the Old English. I wouldn't have been able to do it. So well done for that. I found the whole thing fascinating. From start to finish, there was so much going on. You had past, present, future. And it's undeniably paranormal. Undeniably. There's stuff going on there that you can't explain. There's, there's no, The fact that the SPR just walked away from it is disgusting. And never, <laughs> never logged an official documentation about yeah. it. In fact, the, the, the last guy, I didn't really go into it, the last guy that actually visits claiming to be from the SPR... Mm-hmm. was one that wanted to know about constellations and you know all this stuff about space and like when the next supernova was going to happen and stuff like that and 2109 were like yeah we could tell you but we're not going to mm-hmm. or they'd tell him a, an answer that he thought was wrong but it would it would it wasn't wrong you just had to look at it from a point of perspective outside of our galaxy mm-hmm. you know and, yeah. and stuff like that and he went away thinking it was all a hoax or whatever when they tried ringing up to speak to him, the SPR said, don't work for us. So who the hell was he? <laughs> so that's cool, kind of why I left him out a little bit. Yeah. But um, Well, I'm going to have to give it, I reckon, a 9.2 for me. Yeah, 9.2. Yeah, so I, was, I was hooked on it. I didn't speak much for the last four parts because I was just hooked on what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, as an average, we're, we're about what 9.35 on that one. Mm. Still the highest one yet. Yeah. And the longest one. <laughs> four parts, four, nearly four. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, you're not going to find this kind of deep dive into it like we've done. Um, no. And you've done your research, you've read the book. Incredible stuff, mate. Yeah, I'm there's, really impressed. There's not another video on YouTube that goes this deeply into it. No one mentions mm-hmm. the dog. No one mentions him going to prison, that sort of thing, you know, or at least none that I've found. Um, mm. But, I mean, take that book now, Josh. I'm going to read, read it. it yourself. Have fun with it. And I know that in a couple of weeks or whatever, you're, you're going to come back to me and go, how crazy was this? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you mention this? Why didn't you mention that? Why didn't you mention that? That was important. You didn't mention it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I know it's going to happen. But but anyway, if any every anybody else wants to 
read it for themselves. It's called The Vertical Plane by Ken Webster. Please uh, go out and read it. See all the bits that I left out and just enjoy. Um, I think we're going to have to sign off at that because it's it's been a long episode. Yeah. Twice as long. We're literally coming up on an hour now. And I I just love this book. And I I love this entire deep dive, Mm. this experiment. Yeah. Doddleston messages. The Doddleston messages. In fact, uh, coming up, coming soon, if you go online and you put in www.thedoddlestonmessages.com, it will lead you to a holding page for a website that Ken Webster is creating currently. So Mm. if you're watching this after 2022, that might even be actually a viable website to go and visit now. Yeah. Um, Nice. But it's great. So, yeah, I'm going to sign off there. I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. And this has been the Donaldson Messages, Paranormality UK. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Like and subscribe.